Did you know that Black and White Sports is the largest independently owned conservative sports brand in the world? We have over 125,000 subscribers on YouTube and over 39 million views. Our episodes get more views than most ESPN programming every single day. And now we have exploded on podcast. We brought our episodes to podcast for you to enjoy at work, school, in the car, on the beach, wherever you choose to consume our audio. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Radio Public, Spotify, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Breaker. Subscribe now. Also, you can help sponsor the podcast for as little as 99 cents per month. The link is in the description on with the show. Friends, let's face it. The future of America is looking worse each day. Those who are observant have the feeling that something really bad is going to happen soon. If it does, are you prepared? Do you have enough food, water, and other essentials to get you through tough times? If not, check out My Patriot Supply. They're the nation's number one preparedness company, and they've served millions of American families. Right now, you can save 25% off their popular four-week emergency food kit, which will keep you well-fed with four weeks worth of breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, and snacks, totaling over 2,000 calories a day. This food stays fresh for up to 25 years in proper storage, so it will be there when you need it. In fact, you may need it a lot sooner than that. So don't wait. Go to preparewithblackandwhite.com and claim your four-week emergency food kit. You'll save 25% if you act now. That's preparewithblackandwhite.com. Don't wait. Do it today. Let's talk about today's sponsor, Javi Coffee. Javi Coffee is the way I love to start off my morning I work very, very hard for you guys to put out the best content possible. And I get my energy from Javi Coffee. Would you like to have that same energy that I have every single morning? Well, you should try Javi Coffee. And for you guys, you can actually get three bottles of Javi Coffee for only $16.95 per unit. Each bottle contains 30 servings. It will save you so much money from going to your local coffee shop. And by the way, folks, it actually tastes even better. You can use sugar. You can use monk fruit. I'm a low-carb person. I don't like the carbs. This is keto-friendly. And guys, it is super easy to make. Just put water in your cup, add one teaspoon or two teaspoons of Javi coffee, mix it up, use whipped cream, sugar, monk fruit, whatever. And folks, It tastes absolutely amazing. So check out the link in the description or the pinned comment and get Javi coffee delivered to you today.
You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for Black and White Live. Well, this vaccine thing's taking a weird turn in the NFL. Because now you've got reporters calling for literal NFL players to lose their starting gigs because they don't want to reveal whether or not they may or may not have had the jab. Once again, if you choose to take the jab and that's what you want to do and you've consulted with your doctor and you think it's best for you, congratulations, good job. If you've chose not to take it because you've consulted with your doctor and you you feel like that's your best choice, congratulations, that's awesome as well. Good grief. (laughs) Now with the disclosure, non-disclosures out of the way. This got sent to us by a loyal subscriber, Brian. Thanks for the heads up on this. Because this is dumber than a box of rocks. Wow. This triggered Colts reporter has lost his mind. Colts reporter calls for Carson Wentz selfish in fight against COVID-19. Indianapolis star colonist hopes Jacob Eason... (laughs) Steals quarterback job from injured former Eagle. The Colts made a huge decision this offseason in trading for Carson Wentz, whose rise and fall in Philadelphia ended in a tailspin of poor play and resentment on all sides. I have been very vocal about the fact that I believe the Eagles will regret that decision. Wentz, for his part, was thrilled to join a contender in the Midwest and reunite with Frank Wright to get his career back on track, by the way, as long as he can stay healthy, and I understand that's an if. I believe Carson Wentz is about to wreck shop in Indianapolis. Philadelphia may have loved him for a few years, but things got so ugly both on the field and in persistent reports from the locker room where more than a few teammates and coaches were willing to criticize Wentz, not only as a football player, but maybe, more importantly, as a leader, albeit under the veil of anonymity. Well, by the way, there were also some players that came out on Carson's side and on his behalf as well. So there's that. Given what's at stake for Wentz in 2021, the foot injury that has sidelined that has him sidelined at the moment would be discouraging enough for Colts fan hoping he can be the guy in Indy. Even Eagles fans are frustrated by what it could mean for Philadelphia's trade compensation with a potential first-round pick on the line. But the one thing Wentz can at least afford in Indianapolis is for the same chatter about character concerns to emerge the way it did in Philadelphia. Point of fact, there's been no chatter up there whatsoever outside of this ludicrous article I'm about to get to. Unfortunately for Wentz, that seems to be bubbling up as he recovers from surgery with a fighting chance to start week one against the Seahawks. The optics of COVID-19 and vaccine avoidance clearly have something to do with it. Wentz is evidently among the 10% or so NFL players who haven't gotten vaccinated. Interesting. We'll get to that in a minute when it comes to quarterbacks, because this is kind of weird. When asked about it last month, Wentz gave the stock, quote, personal decision response. We'll get to the list of players who have went down that road and has been since ever since wearing a face mask at Colts practices a requirement for unvaccinated players. 
On Wednesday, Indianapolis Star reporter Greg Doyle, a regular columnist covering the Colts since 2014, wrote a not-so-subtle story that called Wentz, quote, selfish for his vaccine stance and then boldly claimed the team would be better served if backup Jacob Eason managed to steal the starting quarterback job from Wentz. (laughs) What a lunatic. There's a lot to unpack between those two things, but here's what Doyle had to say about Wentz and the vaccine. Wentz comes into our town. Into our town. Okay. He handed, he's handed all this money and prominence and makes the decision to ignore the science and the numbers and the logic. He's apparently not vaccinated. He won't say either way. Deep down, I bet he knows he's being selfish and or he's making a medical decision based on what he thinks along with his doctors. But he wears a mask on the practice field and sideline, which is NFL protocol for unvaccinated players. He's not the only prominent Colts player wearing a mask, sadly. Most of the starting offensive line is masked up as well, including Quentin Nelson, Ryan Kelly, and Eric Fisher. Are we gonna are we gonna hope the entire offensive line, including Quentin Nelson, who looks like a complete stud? Dare you hoping they lose their jobs too? The pandemic isn't going well in much of Indiana right now, where COVID-19 cases and hospitalizations are rising quickly, and just over 51% of the eligible population is vaccinated. Wentz joins quarterbacks Kirk Cousins among the most prominent players who apparently won't get the vaccine and will roll the dice on a higher likelihood of missing time with COVID-19, let alone injuries. A hospital in Michigan cut off a relationship with Cousins. This isn't the same kind of selfish behavior attributed to Wentz in Philadelphia where he was characterized as uncompromising and arrogant. But Dole's choice of words and decision to write this story to begin with doesn't come in a vacuum. Eason, a second-year player out of Washington, is unproven with the exception of an impressive showing during a preseason game against the Panthers. That sample means very little for the regular season. But it's more telling that Wright told Doyle that he believes Eason has an elite arm, emphasizing that word when pressed on it. Oh, good God. And he goes into the reasons why. uh, Look, I can tell you right now, Sam Ellinger has a pretty good shot at getting that job if for some reason Wentz falls apart. But this little guy in this article doesn't bother to bring that up. And I'm not talking about the guy in this Philly article. I'm talking about the little column, triggered columnist out of Indianapolis that is calling for Carson's Wentz job. The other day, somebody, I don't even remember who I made the article or the uh, video about, called for mandatory vaccines or you're out. And I said, well, it's a little late for that considering how many teams would lose their starting quarterbacks right now. It would be an utter disaster For how many NFL teams? The Ravens, the Vikings, the Patriots, people forget, Cam and Mack both doubled down the other day on the it's none of your damn business whether I'm vaccinated or not gig. Now we've got Carson Wentz and the entire offensive line for the Colts. i got to be honest with you, this is actually kind of funny that this guy is so triggered by this. By the way, Wentz is following the protocols. He's wearing his mask 
As silly as it sounds, he's wearing his mask on the practice field. Outdoors. Outside. He's wearing his mask. He's following the protocol set forth by the NFL if he chooses that he doesn't want to get vaccinated. I promise you, this columnist is one of these guys that I see in places like the Pro Football Talk comment section that believe it's their God-given right to know your vaccination status. Go F yourself three times, okay? Uh, That is the craziest thing ever. I find it nuts that a member of the media would openly rah-rah and pom-pom for a quarterback to lose his job over the fact that he's decided he doesn't want to get vaccinated. But, I mean, it's crazy. Do you think the Colts and, and Carson Wentz haven't sat down and talked about this and he hasn't talked about it with team doctors, et cetera, et cetera? I mean, come on. you got to be out of your mind if you honestly believe that. By the way, just to further trigger this 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 writer in, in, in Indy, I believe Carson Wentz is going to win the comeback player of the year and throw like 35 touchdowns this year. That was my prediction going in anyway. So, uh, for all the Carson Wentz haters out there, you really going to hate my ass because uh, I think the Eagles massively messed up this deal. I honestly do. Hooking him, if, 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 and he's kind of like Jimmy G, if he can stay healthy, hooking up with Frank Wright is going to be a deadly combination with the weapons on that team. Man, look out. They could run away with the AFC South with him at quarterback. I think it was a shrewd move. Chris Ballard and Frank Wright make no stupid moves in personnel. None. Very shrewd. They don't make off-the-cuff, gut reaction, jerk uh, personnel moves at all. They thought about this long and hard before they got Wentz. They know something the rest of everybody else doesn't. This is crazy. It is crazy that a member of the media would literally sit down and type this out because he's so offended that Carson Wentz doesn't want to get vaccinated. He's following the protocols. I mean, set forth by the league. What more do you want? Appreciate it, Brian, for hitting us up with this. This was good. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for Black and White Live. The other day I made a video about former Bears... Dolphins Broncos quarterback Jay Cutler because Jay Cutler came under fire for a anti-masking stance. He's not a big fan of having the mask up, particularly when it comes to the school children. Now we've said on this channel, if you choose to wear a mask or choose to be vaccinated, that's your business. It's your choice as an American If you choose not to, we also feel that that should be your right and your own personal decision. Nobody should have to and or be able to influence that. But, of of course, that's not what we're seeing with various mandates around this country, various local governments, etc., etc., etc. Well, where all this came from was Jay Cutler 
took a uh, stance as he uh, retweeted some stuff involving Clay Travis, who went to a school board meeting as he was fighting the fact that kids, they were wanting kids to be masked up. Well, because Jake Cutler took this anti-masking stance, Uber Eats, which was a sponsor uh, of Jay Cutler's, one of the people that he was working with, in fact, he was about to shoot a commercial for them, uh, let him go, fired him, fired him because he decided to take this stance, a stance that I feel like he should be able to have as an American. Uh, I don't think businesses should make these all-inclusive, sweeping, partisan political statements in the way that Uber Eats did. But they did nonetheless, and they fired Jay Cutler. Well, Jay Cutler has come out, and he is trolling Uber Eats. And by the way, Jay Cutler also said that he he may decide to run for school board. He may want to run for school board. He wants to have influence on these decisions that are being made in his local area. And I commend Jay Cutler for that. Because of his stance, and this is from our guys at OutKick, because of his stance on masks, Uber Eats has dropped former Chicago Bears Jay Cutler from its advertising. And Cutler said that really means it just frees up more time for him. But if you read OutKick, you already knew that. At the time, Cutler tweeted that Uber Eats indicated that their views, quote, weren't aligned. That's because Cutler is against masking kids in school. Uber Eats and the NFL have taken the opposite stance caving to the mainstream media as well as, you got it, big tech. But Cutler isn't one to back down. After all, you don't play in the NFL for 12 years by being a big wuss. Instead, he sent out a three-word tweet that appeared to serve as a troll job. Quote, no mask needed, Cutler tweeted, with a picture of a beer bottle implying that he is just fine sticking to his guns relaxing and not worrying about Uber Eats or, his, or its wokeness. And there is Jay Cutler with a beer in hand. Looks like he is out on location partaking in a brewski in an area where evidently he doesn't have to wear a mask. Of course, lost in all this is the good that Cutler has done in trying to help others that's not something upon which the mainstream media or Uber Eats wants to focus, but it's true. Quote, as Talking Heads critique Cutler for anti-science remarks, his work alongside pharmaceutical company Eli Lilly has helped support children struggling with diabetes, a demographic heavily impacted, by the way, by the bug since 2009. Cutler also participated in Dedicated to Diabetes and is the founder of the J. Cutler Foundation, which has aided at risk youth struggling out of high schools so cancel that uber eats delivery get out of the house and just go get some food yourself or better yet go outside and just have a beer no mask needed and this is what he basically tweeted out uh clay travis tweeted this and then he said let's be clear nobody wants to go to a school board meeting so this speaks volumes and this is all the parents at this school board meeting mad as hell and yeah, nobody really wants to go to a school board meeting if they can get out of it. But he's making a point that, look, when you got that many people, that many parents showing up that angry 
over the fact that their kids are going to have to mask up, then yeah, that does. It speaks massive volumes. Massive, massive volumes. Look, I have really grown to like Jay Cutler over the years. I got to be honest, as a player, I couldn't really stand Jay. I couldn't. There were times I questioned a lot of things, but now, you know what? Jay Cutler has massively grown on me. I appreciate some of his stances. I appreciate the fact that he's unapologetic. He seems to just not care what anybody thinks, and I'm a big fan of that. Uh, Much like guys like Charles Barkley, Skip Bayless, some of those guys, they also don't care what anybody uh, thinks. They're just going to say it. We had a president that was that way. Mm. Man, I could go for some good mean tweets right now. Couldn't couldn't you? Uh, So anyway... The point is, I love this. I love the fact that Jay Cutler not only trolled Uber Eats, but basically said, you guys fired me. I don't give a F. I don't care. Adios. You know, I, one of our biggest issues in our society today is that so many corporate entities have taken these political stances. I'm seeing it on our advertisements on a daily basis. If I watch something, I'm like, Wow. Every commercial under the sun now on TV is woke. Every one of them. Watch. You will see a lot of things eliminated, particularly the straight white male. That has been eliminated from almost every television commercial that I see. Uh, you know, like like we're the devil. Okay. Anyway, tell me what you think, black and white live fans. That's good. It's good. It's good to see uh, guys like Kirk Cousins, Lamar Jackson, Jay Cutler taking a stand in this uh, country. And at least, look, even if even if Kirk and Lamar and Kurt and, and and Jay Cutler decide to go another direction, the fact is they they stood up and they made their own choices as an American. Hmm. Peace. I'm out. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for Black and White Sports. Well, very rarely... Do I get a chance to talk about one of my all-time favorite players in Paul Pierce and LaChina James? But this time I get to do that. Uh, Let us not forget that while playing for my Celtics, Paul Pierce was one of the greatest players ever. He's going into the Hall of Fame. And there was a time when LaChina just could not get past the big three in Boston. Now, a lot of people would say, well, Rhodes, that's a super team. You don't like super teams. I don't like super teams that are brought together by way of players. However, if a general manager does his job, which Danny Ainge did, and he did it very well back then, he went out and he orchestrated the trades that brought in Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen. And there was a lot of good talent on that team besides Paul Pierce. Big baby uh, Glenn Davis was on that team and uh, several others, right? Well, Paul Pierce has come out and he has made some comments about LaChina James. 
And he's making it clear. LaChina, you orchestrated these teams, this particular super team that you put together, and if you don't win a title, Bubba, you can't even be in the GOAT conversation. Let's get to this. And this is actually making its way all over the place. This is fadeaway world. Never heard of it. Paul Pierce says LeBron James will not be in the top five of all time if he doesn't win with the Lakers super team. No more GOAT talk anymore. LeBron James and Paul Pierce had a long-standing rivalry in the NBA. Pierce was a fantastic player during his time in the NBA, winning an NBA title, finals MVP, and multiple All-Star nominations. That would actually be 10 All-Star nominations. Uh, let me, yeah. And, of course, he was an NBA champ, four times All-NBA, All-Rookie, and finals MVP as well. So, let's get back to this. Okay, Pierce was truly incredible when he was with the Boston Celtics, but his career pales in comparison to that of LeBron James. James is one of the greatest players in NBA history and is often mentioned in the conversation of greatest of all time. Pierce and LeBron's rivalry started when both players were in the Eastern Conference. James was playing for the Cavs while Pierce was with the Celtics. Both players had struggled to win a championship with James coming closest in 2007 when he reached the finals. But that very year, the Celtics pulled off two massive trades to bring in Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen to form a big three. The trio dominated the East, even defeating LeBron and the Cavs. In the finals in 2008, the Celtics beat the Lakers to win the NBA championship. In the following years, Pierce and the big three would be a huge hurdle for LeBron as they got knocked out in the NBA playoffs in 2010 again. Without any help, LeBron couldn't overcome Pierce and the Big Three. James then joined Miami Heat, forming his own Big Three, Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. Now look, I'll give uh, Pat Riley some credit for putting that team together. Okay, Pat Riley's a hell of a general manager. He did his job. With reinforcements, James and the Heat went on to dominate the Celtics, beating them in consecutive Eastern Conference Finals. James even had one of the best games ever at Pierce's expense when he dropped 45 on the Celtics to win Game 6 of the Eastern Conference Finals. It should be noted, too, by the way, that Kevin Garnett was getting pretty old at that point. Uh, after their wars with each other, there is still no love between, loss between the two. Pierce continues to take shots from time to time. Pierce recently said LeBron James has a lot of pressure going into the new season, and he and the Lakers need to win an NBA championship. If the Lakers do not win the championship, Pierce believes it hurts his legacy. On top of that, Pierce also believes that another first-round exit like last season will remove James from the GOAT conversation altogether. Quote, if they don't win this year, it's going to be a big hit to LeBron's legacy. He's not top five, uh, top all, five all time if the Lakers don't win, let alone lose in the first round. No goat talk anymore. Right there. Boom. That is from uh, Basketball Forever. Clearly, Pierce thinks that LeBron has a lot on the line this season, and he is right. There's pressure on him to perform. 
But Pierce has had a history of slamming LeBron and is questioning his credentials. So his comments come as no surprise. LeBron will be fully focused on winning a title and not Pierce's comments. As we know, LeBron just got zero goose egg votes by NBA executives and other NBA uh, alumni, maybe scouts, I think it was, that uh, he got no... He got no votes for the best player in the league. Uh, so, it's pretty clear. And look, other players will recognize that too. Okay, that'll become some blood in the water. Some chum. Alright, some chum for the Sharks to come after LeBron James. Um, again, I've got not nearly as big a problem with the Miami Heat Big 3 as I have with some of these other teams that LeBron has put together particularly with the Lakers, because he has been one, and it's been made very clear, LeBron is the one playing general manager. And look, they've shipped some good players out of town. Brandon Ingram being one. Okay, and now they've got Russell Westbrook. I think that is a that was LeBron's call, and I think it was a god-awful call. Carmelo Anthony, I think that team could actually be a train wreck. If they make it out of the second round next year, I think it will be a miracle. I just don't see that chemistry and that group. There's only one basketball to go around. Only one, and every single one of them wants it. I just don't see the fit. I don't like it. I hate it. Now, look, LeBron James versus Paul Pierce. Yeah, I'm a Celtics fan, but I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I think that Paul Pierce is a better player than LeBron was. I don't. But for years and years, yeah, Paul Pierce didn't have much help in uh, Boston. And maybe if he'd have put together a super team by being his own GM five years earlier, he'd have three or four more rings. But he let Danny Ainge do Danny Ainge's job, which is be general manager. Like LeBron's playing general manager now. No, I don't like it when a player plays general manager. But all these damn players want to be best friends with each other now anyway. Something else I did not grow up with. There were true there was some true animosity between some of these players when I was coming up. Except Charles and Michael. They were big fans of each other. And Larry and Magic were pretty close too. Peace. I'm out. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. All right, guys, so we're going to be talking about ESPN First Take, Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman. Now, yesterday we found out that there is a rumor out there that Max Kellerman would be exiting from ESPN First Take. He he would actually be departing away from Stephen A. Smith. Him and Stephen A. have been working together since 2016. Max Kellerman was the replacement for Skip Bayless when Skip Bayless left to go to FS1, Fox Sports 1, to do Undisputed with Shannon Sharp. Now, when we found out yesterday that this was a real possibility. Rumors got out there that Matt Kellerman and Stephen A. Smith had a lot of beef. They actually did not like each other. In particular, Stephen A. Smith did not like Matt Kellerman. Now, in the video I put up, even in the article I read, 
it kind of insinuated that there was some type of beef between both of them. Is that actually true? I was not really sure. I had actually never heard of any any real beef between them. Now, granted, I stopped watching um, ESPN's first take roughly around 2016, 2017, because Matt Kellerman, he is so woke on, woke on that show. It's unwatchable at this point. Now, at the time, I was still a fan of Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith can still be very, very entertaining when he's not race baiting and virtue settling and all of the other stuff. But anyway, now, guys, Stephen A. Smith has come out and address the rumors about his relationship with Matt Kellerman. Do they have real beef? Do they like each other? Do they not like each other? What is the status of first take going forward? Now, he gave an interesting answer when it actually came to if Matt Kellerman is staying. And based on his answer, folks, he wasn't even denying that the rumors were true. So let's go ahead. Let's jump into this. And you'll see here Stephen A. Smith addresses rumor that he dislikes Matt Kellerman. And there's a clip here and I'm going to play this clip here. And I want you guys to kind of judge for yourself on what he's actually saying here, guys. So without further ado, let's go ahead and roll this clip here. It's only less than a minute. Max is uh, supposedly leaving. That's a rumor that's going on. Supposedly you two don't really, well, you don't really like him is what the rumor is out there. But, you know, y'all work together. Sometimes that's what happens. Is he really leaving the show? Those reports about me disliking Max are an absolute lie. Okay, so right there, he said the reports about him not liking Matt's is an absolute lie. Um, I actually got a lot of love for the guy. I think that he's incredibly smart. He's intelligent and what have you. Uh, any issues that we've had pertaining to the actual debate show per se, um, it's some of the it's some of the things that I've been very public about as well as he is. He has a way of doing things. I have another way. Uh, but I can assure you, if he stays on the show, so be it. If he departs, it'll be because they have other things that they want him to do uh, that he's more than qualified to do on an elevated level. And you don't work with somebody for five years um, and never have any differences. But our differences were strictly as it pertained to a particular debate item that we may have tackled or whatever the case. Okay, so right there, he has denied that there's any real beef. If they have any beef, it's strictly on when they're debating on a particular topic. But it is interesting that he said, if Matt leaves, so be it. Interesting that he actually kind of put it like that, even though I'm pretty sure, you know, that the ultimate decision comes from the higher ups over at ESPN. Uh, Matt Kellerman is actually getting more of a promotion. I don't I don't know. But Stephen A. Smith did not deny the rumors. He didn't shut it down and say, hey, these rumors aren't true. He didn't even confirm that they were true. But based on his answer, it seems like the rumors are true. But however, he did put the bed that they had real beef. Now, I will say this, though. He may not have any beef with um, Matt Kellerman, but it's clear he doesn't have the love for Matt's that he does have for uh, Skip Bayless. I mean, he's been pretty vocal about their relationship, even when you watch Undisputed and Stephen A. Smith's name comes up. Shannon Sharp will say, you're, you're really good friends, Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless are really like brothers. 
I mean, they are really, really that close. When um, when Skip was looking for a replacement for Woody Page on the show, remember, they were, they were going through guest hosts. Skip Bayless wanted Stephen A. Smith and Stephen A. Smith even has brought it up himself that Skip Bayless wanted him to be on his show. And due to that now, Stephen A. Smith is probably the number one person over there at ESPN. But he does work with Matt Kellman. But I will say this. Skip Bayless, his contract was up this year on FS1. Stephen A. Smith was actively trying to bring Skip Bayless back to ESPN to work with him. Now, the word is it wasn't going to be on first take. They were going to do some ESPN plus show. I mean, they were so desperate that they wanted um, Skip to do the ESPN plus show and they were going to allow him to continue to work over there at the competition on FS1. This is kind of unheard of, folks. But Stephen A. Smith absolutely was going hard after Skip Bayless to bring him back to ESPN. And on the outside looking in, it did it did look like Stephen A. Smith was trying to replace Matt Kellerman with Skip Bayless. This just shows you the strong relationship that Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless actually have. I don't believe that Matt and Stephen A. have that type of relationship. But overall, he put those rumors to bed here. He said that. He does like Matt's. He does respect them. But uh, it did make you kind of question and wonder a little bit based on his answer there. If he leaves, so be it. The higher ups may have other plans for him. You know, that that's just his opinion. Uh, if this was Skip Bayless, though, since they're so close, Stephen A. Smith would actually, I believe, give him more detail. Now, granted, this was just a little clip from a podcast here. But that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Stephen A. Smith puts the rumors to bed about his relationship with Matt Kellerman. Now, do you guys actually believe it? Because would Stephen A. Smith actually be vocal if he didn't like Matt Kellerman? I don't think he would actually throw Matt under the bus, even if he didn't like him in to, to outside of uh, ESPN. I don't think he would have actually done that. I think he's trying to keep it professional, but that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this black and white sports fans? Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to black and white sports and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like comment and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on black and white sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for Black and White Sports. Well, I don't know that there is any more of a gutless, spineless, testicleless commissioner in all of sports than Adam Silver. But he has doubled, or maybe it's tripled down, on the fact that he absolutely is going to allow his players, some of his no-good rotten players like LaChina James, LeBron James, LaWoke James, to run his league into the ground. He is coming out, talking out of both sides of his ass, 
and saying, oh, we want to appeal to all sides, but at the same time, he decides to take a blatant shot at one side's, well, a pundit that a lot of one side listens to. So, no, he doesn't want to appeal to both sides. I guess he just wants to appeal to leftists. I don't know. NBA commissioner mocks Laura Ingram while seeking balance. Do you think mocking Laura Ingram is seeking balance for political messaging? I won't tell players to shut up and dribble. Of course you won't because you're a spineless coward. The NBA has been criticized for allowing its players to speak out against social injustices while becoming more politically active. LeBron James and other stars have been vocal about social injustice since Trayvon Martin was killed in 2012, and their messages were amplified after George Floyd was killed last summer. NBA Commissioner Adam Silver joined Craig Carton on WFAN and expressed that he understands the league has fans on both sides of the political spectrum. Are you sure about that, Adam Silver? Because it seems like you are completely clueless. But it won't force him to try to silence their, their players. Well, don't, don't silence them now, man. We just won't ever come back. Quote, our goal is to obviously not lose fans over political positions players are taking. Silver said, I recognize that there's a portion of our fan base that is upset when players take positions. Now, at the same time, I'm certainly not going to the sort of shut up and dribble notion. Quote, shut up and dribble was a phrase popularized by Fox News host Laura Ingram in 2018 who ran it against LeBron James and other high-paid NBA players having an opinion on political or social conversations. Quote, I think we have to present ourselves in a way where hopefully if players are doing their jobs on the floor that even if people disagree with them, they respect them for being engaged in society and for having a point of view. Silver told Carton. And that players conversely respect fans who may disagree with them. Michael Jordan chose to remain politically neutral decades ago, but current NBA stars are more apt to take a position, despite it bearing no impact on what happens during 48 minutes of basketball on the court. Many conservative NBA critics routinely use the players' social efforts against them. People at the end of the day are paying a lot of money to watch basketball played at the highest level. The commissioner acknowledged, so we got to find a right balance there in those issues. Well, that's certainly not a start. Well, number one, Adam Silver, nobody is laying off your players as long as you allow players like LeBron James to continue to do not, look, not only irresponsible, but dangerous things. Because the fact is, your star player, your biggest player in the league, has said some wildly dangerous things, including about the police. All right? And while he doesn't have influence on anybody with half a brain, there are nitwits that are dangerous out there that when LeBron James doxes out cops that just saved the life of a young black woman and we sat back and watched the commissioner of his league do nothing about it, yeah, you're not going to win any fans back that way, Adam Silver. You're a gutless wonder for crying out loud. And on top of that, you want to find a balance, but you take a shot at Laura Ingram? Really? That doesn't make a lot of sense, now does it? Or maybe it's just the fact that you realize you just don't have any guts, and in turn, look, the players supposedly have to do what you say. 
And look, David Stern, I guarantee you he would have so told some of these players shut up and dribble if they were going to damage that Jerry West logo. He absolutely would have if it was going to damage the NBA's bottom line. It's ridiculous. You are spineless. You are spineless. Uh, the NBA will never recover until LeBron James retires and Adam Silver is fired by the owners of teams, not governors, good grief, until you tell some of these players, look, you can't make statements in our locker rooms and at our press conferences. I understand you tried to pull the league away from social justice on the court, but at the end of the day, you still wrote a Marxist organization all over your court for one full season, and you let your players boycott games or pseudo-boycott games, fake boycott games, over criminals. Yeah, law and order citizens are not coming back to your game after you've done, done that kind of thing during an entire NBA season. You had two games that had pretty decent ratings this year. Two. How many games did you play? And both of those games were during the playoffs. One was a play-in game. One was, I don't know, game six or game five or something of the finals. And even compared to 2019, those ratings still sucked. You can do what you want to, Adam Silver, but there's a lot of people not coming back to your league until you stand up to these players. Well, we're not going to tell them to do that. Okay, we'll continue to lose money, continue to lose ratings. By all means, keep taking shots at conservatives. You take a shot at Laura Ingram, you take a shot at conservatives, you do. All right, you devalue one side of the political aisle. We don't have to spend money on your product. We do not. Hold your players accountable when they use your facilities, when they use your microphones to make political statements, including against the President of the United States at the time. That is the most worthless commissioner in all of sports. Black and white sports fans. Hit subscribe. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. All right, black and white sports fans, we're going to be talking about LeBron James once again. We know yesterday that uh, 10 NBA executives cast their vote for the best player in the NBA. And LeBron James received zero votes because these 10 NBA executives believe that he is not. He is no longer the best player in the NBA. Now, the vote was split 5-5. For Giannis and Kevin Durant. These executives believe that they are the two best players in the league. And LeBron James was triggered by this. And I'm not a surprise because LeBron James really is a crybaby. He could just let his play on the court just dictate if he is the best player or not. He had to go out there. He had to be vocal on Twitter because I guess he believes that Twitter is reality when it is not reality. And 
him having a temp- temper tantrum on Twitter really means nothing. But guys, I'm pretty sure when we found out this information, I'm pretty sure a lot of you guys were actually waiting on Skip Bayless to weigh in on this because Skip Bayless is the biggest critic of LeBron James. He has been criticizing LaChina James dating all the way back to 2003 when LeBron James was drafted number one overall in the NBA draft by the Cleveland Cavaliers. Skip Bayless is not a fan of one LaChina James. He believes that LeBron is just a bit fraud on the basketball court and that he will never, ever be the GOAT. But LeBron James wants you to believe that he is the GOAT and he calls himself the King. And of course, Skip Bayless doesn't believe that LeBron James is the king of anything. And he is now roasted LaChina James for thinking that he is still the best player on the planet or has a case to be the best player on the planet. So let's dive into this, guys. Skip Bayless roasts LeBron James for receiving zero votes in a recent best player poll. What exactly is he the king of? (laughs) That is the words of uh, Skip Bayless right there. And we're going to be diving into uh, this tweet that uh, Skip Bayless actually put out. Now, like I said before, Skip Bayless has been crucifying LeBron James for many, many years now, almost two decades. But however, Skip Bayless has offered LeBron a seat across the table from him to debate him on his status as an all-time great player or just a generally good player overall. And LeBron James has never took him up on that. LeBron James, I believe LeBron is really afraid to actually uh, debate Skip face-to-face. He's avoided Skip Bayless. LeBron James really only talks to people in the media and these uh, one-on-one interviews that actually agree with him. I've noticed that he has avoided Skip Bayless um, throughout his whole entire career. But this is what uh, Skip Bayless had actually put out yesterday. He said, no surprise, LeBron got zero votes in the best player poll. What exactly is he the king of? No, the surprise was that Kevin Durant didn't get all 10 best player votes instead of splitting with Giannis. KD outplayed Giannis head to head, hashtag the best player on the planet. Now, Skip has been under the belief that KD has been the best player on the planet for roughly, I would say the last four years, if I'm not mistaken, somewhere around there. He believes that KD is the best player. And we know that KD put on a show against um, the Milwaukee Bucks in the Eastern Conference playoffs, but he did come up short. But in that uh, final game, KD at the end, he ran out of gas, but man, he was dominant in that series. But Giannis, Giannis has a huge case for the best player on the planet because this dude was historic in the NBA Finals. And that's where it all counts. And he's already a two-time MVP himself. And then Skip Bayless, he continues on here. And this is just as of like 40 minutes ago, he tweets out, how can you be surprised that LeBron got zero votes for best player? His three-point and free-throw shooting was horrendously bad. He fell apart down the stretch. He fell apart against Phoenix. When he lost AD in the playoffs, LeBron wasn't able to save the day. And we know LeBron James is 
about to be 37 years old at the end of this year. Age is catching up to him. And we know that LeBron James got triggered by people in the media, mainly criticizing the age of the Lakers. The man is super duper sensitive. Maybe if he stopped tweeting and reacting, you know, getting all caught up in his feelings, getting his panties in a wad, you know, maybe what people would back off a little bit. But he is just so sensitive at just the least amount of criticism to LeBron. You cannot question him. You cannot criticize him. If somebody says, hey, you're not the best player in the NBA anymore. Just say, all right, I'll just let my play do all the talking. But no, LeBron James doesn't do that. He has to get triggered and jump on Twitter because he thinks that his um, opinion has a lot of weight on Twitter. But when it comes down to it at the end of the day, LeBron, you fell apart. Your body fell apart. Second half of the season, you got into the playoffs. You didn't look the same. Anthony Davis was down and you cannot carry your team out of the first round of the playoffs. And it was clear as day. No doubt about it. Kevin Durant had a much better playoffs run than you. And Giannis clearly was the best player in the playoffs. You're aging. It happens. You're not Tom Brady. Either. Tom Brady is an anomaly. OK, he's an anomaly. Different sport, too, by the way. But uh, what do you guys think of this? What do you guys think of Skip Bayless laying the smack down on one LaChana James asking, what is he the king of? He's not the king of the West anymore. Um, I don't expect his super old team to get to the NBA finals. I don't. On paper, you may be thinking, yeah, this team looks pretty good. But they are they are super duper old. They're averaging like 32 years of age. And the youngest player, the youngest star player on the team, Anthony Davis, 28 years old, can never stay healthy. But I'm not surprised Skip Bayless came out and crushed LeBron James. We expected him to do this. So it's not a surprise to me. But that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rojants for Black and White Sports. Well, there's certain stories that come around that made me go, hmm. And it causes me to want to do a little bit more research just to verify and make sure that everything feels like it is on the up and up when I see some sports stars making certain claims especially when it comes to racism, race, etc., etc. Are they trying to make a social statement? And in fact, when I saw this story, I dug a little deeper and was like, hmm, okay, well, let's get to this. Carmelo Anthony reveals hair braids got him kicked out of Catholic high school. It was racism. Huh, okay, Carmelo. For his senior year, of high school, NBA superstar Carmelo Anthony transferred to Oak Hill Academy in Virginia. Despite making the switch to one of the top prep basketball programs in the country, Anthony claims he was forced to leave 
his former high school because of racism. We will get to that in just a moment. Quote, a lot of people don't know I got kicked out of Towson Catholic my junior year because I had braids. Anthony told Matt Barnes and Stephen Jackson on the All the Smoke podcast, quote, it was racism, and I didn't know it was part of racism at the time. Anthony led Towson Catholic to a 26-3 and record during his junior, junior year, earning Baltimore's County Player of the Year, All-Metropolitan Player of the Year, and Baltimore Catholic League Player of the Year honors. A lot of racism there, it seems. They held your race against you when giving you all them trophies, I reckon. Uh, having been an average player during his first two high school basketball seasons, it wasn't until Anthony's junior year that he started getting noticed by East Coast colleges. But according to Anthony, Towson Catholic was still focused on his braids. You're walking around, and the Monsignor and Art Dies are looking at you like, you got to take your hair out. I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. My tie was crooked. You got detention, Anthony explains. They were picking on me. Quote, by the time my junior year ended, I had so many detentions accumulating that I had to come back that summer in order to get my report card, Anthony said. I'm like, I'm done with that. I'm not about to come in in the summer to scrub tables, wash books. It's summertime, so I got kicked out. After declaring early to attend Syracuse University for college, Anthony went on to finish his high school career at Oak Hill Academy, leading them to a championship during his senior season. Okay, so uh, I'm going to just gonna share something else here for you. Do you guys see this page right here? This is Oak Hill Academy, and this is the list, the NBA alumni list of players who have come through here. There is Carmelo right there. So, while I appreciate what Carmelo's trying to say, I'm trying to draw the connection between race and the fact that maybe he wasn't following the policies at set forth by a Catholic school, which, yes, is going to be strict. That's a fact. If it's against their policy for you to have braids, it's against the policy. It is what it is. Guess what? I worked in the corporate world for years. You know what you weren't allowed to have regardless of color? Unnatural hair colors. You couldn't come to the corporate world with purple hair and pink hair or whatever because your ass would get sent automatically home. And yes, we would hold it against you when it comes to your attendance. Why? Because you know better. It's in the handbook. Easy peasy. It's over. It's an open and shut case. Now, it's odd because he also said he got kicked out. Well, but you also just said, I wasn't about to come in during the summer and wash books and scrub tables or whatever. Well, then you didn't get kicked out, okay? Uh, you didn't do what was asked of you, and yeah, you were probably let go. But that was last I would check of your own doing, okay? So you got kicked out over something you wasn't willing to do. Uh, which was come in and do do what you were supposed to do for violations. Now, to something else. Um, man, I can tell you right here in East Texas, back in the 70s and 80s, there was a prominent high school 
that would, uh, when kids got in trouble and they had to go to detention, which all of us had to do, regardless of color, everybody went to detention. Some kids, we just went to detention every day. It happens, okay? Why? Because of crap we were doing, we were violating school policies. We were, okay? Uh, didn't have anything. By the way, it was a diverse group in there that was getting detention. I didn't get detention much, but a couple of times, yeah, I messed up. Uh, and I own that. Sounds like Carmela Anthony should maybe own this. Um, anyway, at prominent high school, one of the punishments was to actually make children or, or, or students uh, in high school you had to clean the bathrooms if you got in trouble, regardless of color. Now, I don't know, personally speaking, I think that seems to go a little above and beyond on punishment. I know a lot of parents, certainly now, that would not go along with that. Uh, but it did, let's be honest, teach some kind of work ethic and a sense of responsibility, even though I believe that is that could be construed as going too too far. Uh this is ridiculous. I don't, I don't draw the conclusion between you most likely violating some kind of policy that a Catholic, and by the way, I went to a Catholic school for maybe six months growing up, and yeah, it was, it, it was a pressure cooker, even in elementary school, because they had a load of policies, and guess what? When you didn't follow them, you got whacked on the hand by a ruler. <laughs> I tell you what. It would teach you that there were certain things that you had to do and certain policies that you had to follow. If you weren't allowed to have braids in your hair, I don't know what that's got to do with your color. It was probably just against school policy, much in the same way that things like unnatural hair colors is against a lot of policies, probably school and work. I, I, don't, I don't see that connection. And... Here's the biggest thing. Let's be real. Did you get kicked out or did you decide you wanted to go to a basketball factory? Oak Hill is famously known to be a NBA draftee basketball factory. Uh, and you just so happened to end up there after this time at this Catholic school? Are you sure you got kicked out? Or did you just want to go to this really famous basketball academy this this basketball engine that just keeps spitting out NBA players where you know you're going to get major, major uh, NBA attention. I think that's I think that's also very um, I think that's also very suspect. The fact that you just happen to get kicked out or you say you got kicked out and you happen to end up in an NBA factory. Hmm. Uh, it seems to me like that probably worked out pretty well for you. Okay, pretty well for you. But, you know, hey, racism, I don't know how much money you've made in your life. Uh, let's, let's look real fast. Carmelo Anthony, let's see. Well, you made $2.15 million there. Uh, let's look at your net worth. Your net worth, Carmelo Anthony, is... $160 million. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, but I don't feel a lot of sympathy for you. 
with being oppressed when you've made $160 million in your life. Dude, shut your mouth. Shame on you. Peace. I'm out. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports.